Coming up this week on Sporting Journal Radio. The, the big one this year is we went to the Live Scope Plus. They start chasing you. Don't stop. Just keep reeling, keep reeling, keep reeling. I'm six feet off. I'm 10 feet off. Bang, you hit it 15 feet off the bottom, you know. To your point, I consume a lot of live sports. For the Prairie Sportsman Studios. Presented by OnX. Know where you stand with OnX. <clears throat> We're not just a radio show anymore. Heck yeah. This is Sporting Journal Radio. All right, welcome to the show. I'm Brett Amundsen. Thank you for tuning in on this station right here by downloading the podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Maybe you're streaming this on demand or watching this on YouTube. Thank you very much. Make sure you, if you like it, share it. Follow us, subscribe to us on YouTube. That's Dan Amundsen right over, well, right o- right over there in Wisconsin for the deer season. Dan, how's it going over there? It's good. I just got to wrap this up so I can get back in the stand and fill my last couple tags. That's right. We won't keep you uh, long here on the show. Uh, thanks for joining us remotely over at the Amundsen uh, family hunting season tradition over there in Wisconsin. I. I uh, I'm jealous that you guys are over there. I miss being over there with you guys. It's a good time, of course. So good luck uh, this this end uh, the last part of the uh, the hunting season this weekend up there in Wisconsin. We got a good show for you this week. Danny Thompson from Garmin is going to join us. He's going to talk about his deer hunting season and how things went in Minnesota. Because Dan, as as you and I have talked before. A lot of hunters disappointed in the season in Minnesota this year, and uh, we'll find out how Danny has done. And he's also selling some hunting land. We'll find out a little bit more about that coming up. And then he's going to talk ice bundles and what kind of gear Garmin has got for you this winter for ice fishing. We've also got Joe Henry and Eric Osberg joining us to talk about their, their viewing habits when it comes to television or YouTube or things like that. How are you doing? Do you, do you cut the cord? Are you still watching satellite or cable or are you just on the Netflix, Amazon, YouTube train? We'll talk about TV viewing habits and how they're changing uh, with those guys coming up in just a little bit. And also Joe Henry will join us uh, to talk about some sad news up at Lake of the Woods and also kind of give us a report on what the, the big lake up in northern Minnesota is looking like right now. Dan, who are this week's sponsors? Onyx Hunt. Know where you stand with Onyx. Lake of the Woods Tourism. Lake of the Woods is the walleye capital. Plan a trip for this winter at lakeofthewoodsmn.com. Live Target. Match the hatch at livetargetlures.com. Welcome aboard Live Target. Haybell Heights Campground and Resort. Book a trip to Devil's Lake. Learn more at haybellheights.com. Alclair Audio. Save your hearing in the field with Alclair. Learn more at alclair.com. Ottertail Lakes Country. Find your inner otter at ottertaillakescountry.com. And Prairie Sportsman, the new season starts in January. Watch episodes, though, anytime at the Prairie Sportsman YouTube channel. This is Sporting Journal Radio. I'm Brett Amundsen. Thank you for tuning in on the network. By demand, sportingjournalradio.com. Downloading the podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts, or maybe you're watching this on YouTube. Thank you very much. Dan Amundsen is with us, as always, right over there. And we're excited about ice fishing. Dan, I know you're, you're just itching to go out there and do some ice fishing. Who said we're excited about ice fishing? Everybody. Oh, well, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Once hunting season finishes up, it's always a good time. Nice yeah. break from hunting and, and transition, and it's it's a good time. Shaping up to be an early year this year uh, to get out there on the ice. Make sure it's safe, of course. Always got to preface everything we say with that right there. And to talk more about what you can what you can do to make success, what you can do to have more success on the ice, uh, Danny Thompson joins us now from Garmin. He's a regional sales manager there at Garmin. Danny, how are you doing? Doing good. 
So I couldn't make it to Shields for the secrets of Garmin Live Scope. So we we need you to tell us some of the secrets here on the show today. How's that sound? I tell you what, we're going to have to clear our calendars for a lot more time because, <laughs> you know, we, we, we had a two-hour class and we went through every single detail of it. But, um, you know, um, it's fun. You, you can tune it in a little bit, make it a little bit better, um, see those fish and whatnot. But, you know, the, the real secret is there's not a whole lot you can do because, unfortunately, you know, it's kind of already comes out of the box, you know, pretty pretty. But, um, you know, we, we tweaked those color gains and some of that stuff a little bit and, and kind of distances we're looking at. And you can really get a good image out of that live scope. Well, what ends up happening is it's it's ready to go out of the box like uh, like a lot of the products, like uh, that Garmin unit that I had at Tazin. It was, I, I had tweaked a few things for my preferences, but then you jumped in the boat and you're like, oh, do it like this, do this, and then do this. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's way better than what I had, yeah. although it was working fine for me and we were catching fish, but there are little things that you can do. Uh, and it's different going to be, it's going to be a little bit different for each user, of course. But I, I want to talk about what, what some of those little things are that you like to do to, to dial things in, but let's just back up just a little bit and talk about what's available out there now what's new this year for the ice angler from garmin well and you know it's it's crazy you know i've been at this you know garmin stuff for a while now and um really the live sonar stuff here for the last four or five years something like that and it's just crazy where we are today um you know right now the current thing that we're running is the new live scope plus which is the clearest best clarity most distance that we've ever been able to get out of live sonar it gives us this incredible picture you know we've got all that in a, in a bundle you know the great part is is we've got that that garmin bundle we've got a lithium battery in there we've got the echo map 93 in there so it's a nine inch touch screen you know just kind of got everything that you would want in this premium bundle and, you know, really over the years, I just kind of dialed it in to have exactly what you'd want in that bundle. And then, of course, you know, we, we fill that line all the way down with, you know, panoptics bundles and, and units with only flashers in them. And so we, we really have something for everybody nowadays. Um, but, of course, the, the premium bundle a lot of people talk about is that live scope bundle. Well, I know I'm, I've got one and I'm anxious to use it, but I think Dan is more anxious to get out there and use it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you even going to use yours this winter? Are you going to be on the ice ever? Well, of course I am. I it's, see you like twice a year out there. It's, it gets busy in the wintertime, but Plus. yeah, of course. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Otherwise, I'll have your live scope out there well, so you can you, come use it whenever you want. definitely can borrow it. Borrow it once in a while. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure we'll be doing lots of fishing with it, of course, this winter. Uh and that's different. So what it, what was it prior? Like, where, where were you last winter to talk about the advancements between last winter and this this winter? Why somebody would want to upgrade? The, the big one this year is we went to the LiveScope Plus. Um, so we used to have the LVS32. Now we've got that LVS34 transducer in there. That 34 gives you a lot more clarity, a lot more range, no ghost tree, no stitch points or anything like that. So just it, it's everything you'd want to do to make your live scope better and more clear. That's what that new plus transducer is doing for us. So what other accessories then would people people want to get, uh, get a pole and what else could people get with that? You know, the big thing as far as accessories goes, the nice part, a good job of putting everything in the box. So if you buy a bundle, you're going to get everything 
that you need in order for it to work. However, let's say you only own a head unit or you only have a live scope or you want to get into it. We actually have everything available piece by piece. So you can kind of just add stuff in as you go. Um, so if you just have a 93 and you want to get a live scope, you can do that. Or if you need the bag to put all of that stuff in, we have everything available. So any accessory that you're looking to get to get the system you want, you'll be able to find that. So right out of the box, you're ready to fish. But if this is Danny Thompson and you're grabbing a brand new unit and you're bringing it out and you're uh, you're going to fish with it for the first time, what's the first tweak that you're going to do to it? Immediately, I'm going to change the color palette of my live scope to a color that I like. Now, everybody sees differently, so everybody's going to pick a different color palette. I really like what's called the black emerald color palette. I think everything sticks out very nicely when we're out ice fishing. You know, the sun, there's a lot of reflection. It's really bright. I like that black emerald. I think everything sticks out really nicely with that color palette. The other thing I'm going to do is I'm going to bring my color gain way up into the 90% range, and then I'm going to bring my regular gain down into the 60s, and, you know, that's really about it. I might tweak with um, um, trails or some of that kind of stuff, but it's really that color gain and then the regular gain that are the only real key features that I'm going to change. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to get out there and play around with it. When you did this uh, Secrets of Live Scope at Shields, how did that go? And when you, when you do events like this, does anybody come up to you with a question and say, you know, hey, hey, this happened and it's something you've never heard of before? Or are you like, well, that's actually a pretty good idea? Well, you know, to start off with the question that I've never heard, absolutely. Like, I'm a sales guy, try to fish as much as I can, but some of these guys, I mean, they fish way more than I do. They get out there. There's always stuff that I can't answer, but the great thing about that is I've got a great team of engineers and a great team of um, beta testers that I work with on the ice fishing side, so I can usually try to get an answer for them or we can at least try to replicate what that customer's having and get through it. But yeah, I, I definitely don't know it all. I might try to, but um, there's, <laughs> there's a lot out there, you know. Um, and then, you know, as far as doing events like that, um, you know, seminars are something that, that's a, that's a whole nother podcast or, or episode probably, but seminars are really kind of starting to go by the wayside a little bit, you know. So you got to have good quality um, topics and, and I guess, you know, a speaker that's talking about something specific like me talking about live scope. And so that one does really well still. It, it packs the house at the Shields up there in Fargo every time we do it. Um, you know, and people are very interested. They, they bring in their own bundles. They want to get them set up. They want to get the most out of that bundle. I don't blame them. And so, you know, we've done it a couple of years in a row now, and it's, it's actually done really well. But there's probably some YouTube videos, and then there's some Facebook groups I know people can get some help at. When, when, if somebody can't make it to a seminar and, and they ask you, hey, where can I go to learn more, what do you tell them? Absolutely. You know, the Facebook groups are a very good resource. Um, obviously, it's kind of third-party type of stuff, but the Facebook groups are a great resource. You know, it is, it is social media, so take it with a grain of salt. There's some good and some bad, but there is a lot of good stuff on there. Um, there's a lot of great guys out there putting out, just watched one the other day from Jay Simons and it's like, man, he's got some cool stuff in there. I feel like I'm even learning some stuff from guys like him that are out on the ice using it. So there is a lot of good resources. You just got to get out there and look for it on the web. All right. When are you going to get fishing? 
Well, I, you know, I'm a deer hunter. <laughs> so as soon as deer season's over, um, I think actually the first time I'm going to be on the ice is with the Shields guys up in northern Minnesota right after Thanksgiving or right after St. Paul Ice Fishing Show. I will be on the ice with the Shields guys. So that'll probably be my first first um, time on the ice. So when you when you do just uh, like the ice fishing show, for example, and you're just there at the Garmin booth, how, how long are you just answering questions from people when you're doing stuff oh. like that? Time. And I mean, oh, but that, I mean, that's why you're there, obviously. But I mean, in the halls on the way there at <laughs> dinner afterwards, while I'm on my cell phone in the evening, it's, you know, it's a lot. And um, but I love it. I, I love talking about ice fishing. I love talking about it. Everybody knows the trick is to, to come up to me with a picture of a big buck and then and then work it into a Garmin question. But um, no, if, if all I could do was go to shows and talk to people and um, you know, get to talk about fishing and and get customers into that product that that I know they're going to enjoy. Like I'm selling fun, right? So they're, they're not buying toilet paper and groceries from me. Yeah, they're right. They're going to go have fun with, and I love it. And and, and I suppose Taz and Lake Lodge gets worked into the conversation once in a while these days too. Oh yeah, everybody's like, so you know, Taz and Lake Lodge. How do I uh, how do I how do I get hooked up to go up there? And you know, everybody and. I got a, a survey done of some hunting property and even the guy at the survey place was like, man, that Tazan Lake Lodge was pretty <laughs> impressive. <laughs> That's so awesome. it's, it's funny how small of a world it is, but yeah, I mean, come on. Can you imagine, you know, it's like, I still, I still think about that first fish and just having it when it was coming towards the boat, towards the surfaces, like I was just shaking. Like I've never seen a fish that big that close to the boat it was just unreal you know i mean yeah right there unbelievable i put this reel up on instagram i think it was this one and because it's a reel it's an it's a nine by 16 video so it's real tall and narrow and it's hard yeah. if you if i fill the screen it's hard to show the entire fish side to side so i had I, and it's it's got it's got like fifty thousand views or something like it did pretty well it's real but a, a bunch of people like, man, your camera guy sucks. You're not showing the whole fish. Come on, man. You got to fire that camera well, guy. Except for Carl Bevins here. He says, I just want to credit the cameraman for a job well done. Yeah, I think he was I think he was being a little sarcastic. Well, take, but, you know what? Take it how it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can get a compliment on Instagram. I take was, it. I see the whole fish. So it's like, well, just go watch the whole Taz and TV episode, man. You can see the entire thing and see pictures of it. Oh, man. Yeah. That's funny. Well, um, I know you mentioned deer hunting there. I want to talk about deer hunting a little bit because, and having some land surveyed, you're selling, you're selling your deer hunting land right now. I, yeah, I currently have a hunting property on the market in Ottertail County right now. Plug, um, you know, deer hunting is definitely my passion, right? And, you know, someday my goal is to own a large deer hunting farm. And so that farm was just my first step in my journey, um, brought it to what it is. It has amazing deer on it. I mean, that county has a disproportionate number of Boone and Crockett whitetails killed. I mean, if, if you are truly a, a whitetail fanatic like I am, Ottertail County in Minnesota is is incredible place to be. Um, there's a there's a lot of very large blocks of quality deer management area up there. Great people, um, good deer numbers, and I mean I, I've hunted some of the biggest bucks I've ever hunted in my life are on that piece of property up there. So I mean it's a great place, but um, 
I'm on to my next adventure, my next farm, my next uh, step towards my dream property, and we'll see what the future holds. Yeah, and you got, I mean, you planted food plots. Like, you're, I, I remember seeing pictures pretty much all summer when you weren't up at Taz, and you, yeah, there you go. You were planting those guys right there. Oh, yeah. You know, Nicole tells me all the time, she's like, you know, people say, oh, I'm into deer hunting. She's like, no, you don't understand. Danny <laughs> is sick about deer hunting. Like, it's 365 days a year. I mean, I've got a water hole program on that farm that is incredible. It pays off. You know, I had, I had, large bucks in that in those water holes um you know i've got a food plot program I actually hired a great guy out of perham up there um came in and did a lot of brush management and opened some food plots for me i mean it, it's 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 truly one of those spots that um is pretty incredible that's for sure uh, where do we find out more information about that property so that property is listed on you know i've got it tagged in my instagram some of that stuff but weiss realty is the is the realty company that has got it on there you know i've got ben and chad working on that property for me um you know great guys got a lot of good property that they can get you into so well and this year particularly i think a lot of hunters are going to be looking for a nice piece of property to hunt on because it was a tough year for deer hunters in minnesota this year yeah you know and and it wasn't really you know i think the deer herds down a little bit across the state especially towards that uh northeast zone yeah. Um, but you know, I had a lot of deer. I, I had, a, I have a lot of good deer numbers there. Um, so I, I think, you know, the weather really had paid, played a big part of that. Um, you talk to anybody and it's just the, the mature buck count is down, but I'll tell you what, my cameras are on fire this week. I think the rut, like everything just seemed to be about a week late yeah. this year. Yep. Yeah, and I've seen you know I've seen a couple of a couple of really nice deer get shot, but I've heard from people all over the state that struggled this year. Um, you, you talk talk to the guys up north, and they uh, the first thing they start talking about is wolves, of course. Uh, but weather, I think, definitely has played a, a pretty big role in in what our deer population is at right now. For sure. And, and it's going to go up and down, you know, there's, and, and there's a lot of factors, you know, like we, we want to be, we want to blame the weather, but you know, it probably is the weather and a little bit of mixture of the wolves and a little bit of mixture of, you know, the rut coming in a little bit late. It, we're in a pretty good drought right now in central Minnesota. Um, so that's where like that waterhole program was key for me this year. You know, a lot of guys um, that can hunt over anything that had a it or water you know stuff like that those guys are seeing deer but otherwise it is it, it definitely was down this year well you still got you haven't shot a deer yet right no nope i i, I still have time you know I'll, i'm not going to shoot a deer on my property in Ottertail county now at this point um obviously i save those for the new owner but um i've always got a lot of options in my in my up my sleeve so all right we'll I, see what happens. are you gonna bow hunt or do you muzzle load or what are you gonna do all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. I should have known what the answer was going to be to that. How well does live scope pick up whitetails? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's, I'm like, where's the live scope for deer hunting? I'm, I'm ready for that. Yeah, how many, how many times do you get asked that question? Oh, all the time. <laughs> Do you, do you, is there any new, uh, back to live scope any, or, uh, or Garmin in, in general, any new products coming out that, uh, that you're excited about or anything new on, uh, in the news, news world that you want to share? Yeah. I mean, on the Marine side, you know, we're, we're always working on new stuff. Um, I'm sure we'll have some new stuff in the future. 
um, that we'll be super excited about. Nothing right here in the very near future, but I, I think there's some cool stuff that Garmin always has in the works. We got a great engineering team. Um, we'll to, as far as we'll have to wait for iCast, I suppose. Yeah, can you can you hear me? <laughs> I can't wait. All right, well, we're looking forward to being on the ice and uh, trying out this. I'm looking forward to trying out this new live scope. I just haven't fished. Like, there hasn't been much time to fish. And I struggle in the fall, Danny. Like, the fishing can get really good in the fall, and I try to pick my pick my spots to do a little bit of fishing here and there. But I think we I think we got out once this fall, and uh, and it wasn't good. So we just we it's just hard. never we just focused on, on hunting. Um, but... Yeah. And so much to do in so little time. That's the problem. And our water levels have been, you know, like the water's been down and it's, uh, it's been a, it's been a weird fall for us down here. Like the duck hunting has been kind of tough because there hasn't been a lot of, a lot of water around. Pheasants have a lot more area to run and hide from because everything's dry out there. So, uh, what do you do? Exactly. All right. Well, we're looking forward to get on, getting on the ice. We should plan some time to fish together, uh, this winter. First of Absolutely. all. Absolutely. Absolutely. I got a trip planned out your guys' way already. So we're oh, yeah. gonna have to meet up on that one. All right, perfect. Well, Danny Thompson, uh Garmin, good luck out there this fall. Hopefully you get your deer and uh right. thanks for the time today on the show. Thank you very much. Looking for winter adventure? Might as well pick a place with over one thousand lakes. Ottertail County, Minnesota is in the middle of everywhere, offers a simpler pace, and has something for everyone. Find your inner otter at ottertaillakescountry.com. Ice fishing season is here. This winter, plan a trip to Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Not only will you have the chance to catch their legendary perch, but this year, Haybell Heights has been catching big walleye after big walleye and they're doing it from a mobile, comfortable snow bear. No matter how cold it is outside, you're warm and toasty on the inside. Learn more and book a trip today at haybaleheights.com. That's haybaleheights.com. All right, now it's time to head up to Lake of the Woods to check in with Joe Henry from Lake of the Wood Tourism. Joe, how you doing? Hey, Brad, doing good? Good, good, happy Thanksgiving. And ditto, ditto, and to all the listeners, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. You got big plans this week? You know, just uh, spending time with family. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing real crazy. Just uh, real, uh, real thankful for everything that's going on. My, uh, um, we were blessed with uh, my, my daughter had a baby, so I'm a grandpa. Oh, nice! And, oh, uh, congratulations! Yeah, thank you, thank you. And uh, Daisy's doing really good. The baby's doing well, and uh, of course, so is uh, so is dad. So, no, that's uh, you know what? Talk about giving thanks and having gratitude and spending time with loved ones. Um, just really trying to tone her down and take a deep breath and just appreciate everything that we do have, right? Well, what is what are you hearing about Lake of the Woods right now? Because we are building ice across the state quickly. Now, we did have a little bit of a warm-up here this week, but so far it seems like, anyway, in in a lot of areas, I can't, I don't want to speak for most, and I don't want to say all, all ice is safe, obviously. Uh, obviously, use a lot of caution. It's still early for me to be out there, but there are guys that are ice fishing around the state of Minnesota already. Well, so what, what we have going on is we have, we have you know, obviously our, our resorts and outfitters are checking ice conditions. And, you know, in Lake of the Woods, normally it starts out with the back base first. You're gonna go a tip up fishing for pike and then go spearing for pike. And, you know, resorts are checking that stuff out. They're even cautioning right now just to stay off of that. Now that can change from day to day if we get a cold snap. 
it, it can lock things up even tighter so that, you know, one day they say it's not okay, the next day it is. So you really need to just be dialed in with, you know, if you want to go do that kind of fishing, be dialed in with the resorts or outfitters that, that will be more of a trail for that. It's not quite there yet. I can tell you the big basin is probably two thirds or three fourths ice covered. That's good news. Um, up at the Northwest Angle, lots of ice, some open areas yet, which is nor normally the way it goes, but things are getting locked up and things are happening. And and uh, it's, it's so far it's looking good. I saw a report from Bostic Bay said that uh, some of the snow on the ice, there was a big wind that blew water in and the water flooded the ice again and made the ice real solid, you know, so there was no snow on it. That was good news. So, you know what, a lot can happen between now and when actually things get ready to roll. But I'll tell you, I say it every year, you know, Lake of the Woods is big ice. And you can have one area that outfitters are letting you out and then you're ice fishing. You can have another area that gets pockets of open water because the way things froze or blew open. So you just really, every it can happen different every every year. You just really need to work with each ice outfitter and, and, and resort owner. They're, they're out there on that ice every day. They're drilling holes, they're flooding ice, they're marking trails away from the bad ice conditions. The other thing is when you go out ice fishing at first, don't go, go, don't go venturing off the trails. You know, everybody thinks that, gosh, you know what, I wanna get away from the traffic. Well, sometimes that's a good strategy, but you know, use a trail to get out to the fishing grounds and then communicate, you know, with the outfitter or resort that, hey, once I get out to, let's say 23 feet of water, as an example, you know, if I venture off, is, is that okay if I go to the sides? And they're gonna let you know, yes, it is. No, it's not, there's open pockets. Really, we want to stay tight to the trail. But again, that's where communication comes in. So people are gearing up for ice fishing right now. I've had a bunch of people ask me about Lake of the Woods and if you know where they should go up there, who's, who they should go through, and what they should bring up there. So uh, I'm still, I still haven't organized. I haven't taken any of my rods or tackle out yet. I did charge my electronics up though, so I, I, I am a step ahead of the game compared to where <laughs> I was last year, I think. But if people, you know, are getting their gear ready. Uh, and they're gonna go to Lake of the Woods, Joe, and they ask you, hey, what should I bring to Lake of the Woods? What are you gonna tell them? We don't wanna tell you. Um, it it real obviously depends upon if they're gonna come fishing on their own and just pay an ice road access fee and go out and do it on their own, you're gonna need a lot more equipment, right? Or if you're gonna go with a resort or an outfitter, well, then it's just a matter of coming up and, and renting a day house or a sleeper fish house, and that makes life really easy. Um, the one thing I would say is this, regardless of you know how you fish, Normally, you want to use that one-two punch on Lake of the Woods. You get two lines, right? You're going to be fishing walleyes and saugers primarily. That's what most people are going to be doing. You know, when you're using that one-two punch, you're going to have one jigging line. That line's going to be jigging with, like I say, a jigging spoon as an example with a minnow head or, or a ripping wrap or a, a jigging wrap or whatever your favorite lure is. That's going to be a more aggressive hole. The second hole, you're going to have what's called a dead stick. That's going to be a, you know, a bobber with a, a live minnow on a hook or a, like an, a walleye ice jig. And that's gonna be a more subtle presentation. The, the whole idea is this, that jigging line is gonna catch the active fish, it's gonna attract fish. Even if they're not active, they'll still get attracted by all the commotion in, in the water. That they, they, they come in out of curiosity instinctively. But then a lot of times those fish that are in a more neutral mode, Brett, what they'll do is they'll slide over and pay attention to that dead stick and eventually your bobber will go down. So the one-two punch is really the way to go and uh, you know what, uh, it's gonna cover you. And, and then pay attention like that dead stick. Don't just let that dead stick die all day. Lift it up once in a while, let it drop, jiggle it once in a while. You know, on your, on your electronics, pay attention to your jigging line. How are they reacting to what you're jigging in front of them? If, if what you're doing isn't working, jig, jig differently. You know, uh, 
do the jig jig and let it fall in their face. Jig jig and let it fall in their face. If they don't whack it, shake it like heck and hold it still. If they don't hit that, drop it down on the sand or mud and lift it up. Drop it down and lift it up like something's coming off the bottom. If they're not hitting a dent, then then reel it up. Start shaking it and reeling it up. A lot of times it's thrill the chase. They'll chase it up. Do not stop what you're doing. If they start chasing you, don't stop. Just keep reeling, keep reeling, keep reeling. I'm six feet off, I'm 10 feet off. Bang, you hit it 15 feet off the bottom, you know? You just never know, but that, that's oftentimes what, what induces a strike. And, and really, it's a game. When those walleyes and sockers come in, you got a very short period of time to get them to react to what you're doing. If what you're doing isn't working, change it. If you're, if you're doing all the different jigging cadences and they aren't hitting, try a, a different size lure. Maybe downsize and go to a small minnow head. Maybe go to a different color. Maybe go from a rattle to a no rattle or a no rattle to a rattle. Mix things up, figure out. They're going to hit. They're, they're going to eat. It's just a matter of you getting into it. Joe, I saw something come through on uh, on Facebook. Uh, Jerry Hennem passed away. Yeah, yeah, he sure did. And uh, just really, really sad, you know. So Jerry Hennem, for, for your listeners that don't know, Jerry Hennem owned Sportsman's Lodge for a long, long time. And then uh, most recently, uh, they, sport, Big Sportsman's Lodge was sold. Jerry's still part owner of uh, Sportsman's Oak Island with uh, you know a couple family members and others. but. You know, uh, Jerry Hanneman has been in the tourism industry up at Lake of the Woods for decades, literally decades, and uh, just really an icon in the in the uh, tourism industry up there. And uh, he passed away last week, unfortunately. You know, uh, Brett, I'll tell you, um, Jerry was such an interesting guy. You know, I remember so, so supportive of tourism. Of course, I'm always so thankful he was so supportive of me throughout the years, you know, and just a neat guy. You know, when you met Jerry, you didn't forget it. and. Uh, just a just a good good guy you know he but he he would like he told me a story he says uh, we we're talking you know and he said you know back in the day they used to have a flying service that used to fly people up and land them on the ice and he had some sleeper fish houses up by oak island he says well i was up at oak island already and i had bombers so if if the weather was bad so that pilot couldn't fly up and check on his people and the sleepers he would have me go check on him and my bomber coming from the north going you know down to, to check on him and the one day he couldn't make it up, so he said, uh, Jerry, uh, when you knock on the door, you'll probably know who it is. He said, well, who is it? He goes, no, just knock on the door, you'll probably know who it is. So he went down to the sleeper fish house, he knocked on the door, and uh, Bud Grant answered the door, the former coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Oh. And he said he, he said he went in there and talked to those guys for you know, a good half hour, 45 minutes, really hit it off. And ever since then, whenever he'd do a sports show down in the cities, Bud would uh, go down and uh, purposely look them up and hang out with them for for a half hour or so and just talk fishing and, and hunting stuff and uh, but he had you know, Jerry had so many different stories you know he would uh, he would go and work on a farm and drive a drive a combine he would you know drive uh, uh, his son Greg Hennem owns um, you know the Lake of the Woods passenger service that goes back and forth both in the winter and summer across Lake of the Woods up to the angle and Jerry uh, oftentimes would drive for that Jerry is currently on my board of directors for Lake of the Woods Tourism and uh, just uh, a first-class guy. I uh, can't say enough about him. R- really, really, really going to be missed up in the area. And, uh, you know, I know I know he's in a better place now. I know he's in God's loving arms. But uh, well, I tell you, you know, to lose a, to lose a man like that, uh, you know, it, it makes you think. You know, it just really does. Well, I'm, uh, I'm sorry to hear that. And uh, from Sporting Journal Radio, our condolences and our thoughts are, are with the Hannum family. Thank you very much. We got a trip to Lake of the Woods planned this uh, this winter, Joe. And if somebody else wants to plan a trip to Lake of the Woods, where should they go to find more info? 
You know what? We have all of our resorts, our, uh, our ice outfitters, sleeper fish houses, a whole ball of wax is on our website, and that is Lake of the Woods, MN. Come ice fish the famous waters of Minnesota's Lake of the Woods, the walleye capital of the world. Experience full service resorts featuring heated fish houses, ice transportation, meal plans, and sleeper house options. From the Northwest Angle to the South Shore, Rainy River, and Baudette, the Midwest's number one ice fishing destination. Walleye, Sauger, Perch, and Northern Pike, Minnesota's Lake of the Woods, best fishing anywhere. For more information, log on to lakeofthewoodsmn.com. 852 million acres of public land, 147 million private properties, all in the palm of your hand. The number one hunting GPS app just got better. With hundreds of custom map layers, 3D and topographic maps, you can easily scout on the road or at home before you go. And now you can get important weather details, CWD detection, and even know what crops have been planted where. Get the most trusted hunting GPS app ever made. Onyx. Know where you stand with Onyx. All right, right now I'm going to bring on uh, Joe Henry from Lake of the Woods Tourism and, and also Eric Osberg from Otter Tail Lakes Country and then Dan's over here too, Dan Amundsen. And I, I, guys, I wanted to have you on um, to talk, just kind of talk about how people consume outdoor content these days because we all live in the world of, of you know, fishing and hunting and promoting that to people one way or another. And it used to be you could advertise on TV, you could advertise uh, in a newspaper or magazine, you could advertise on the radio, you had your traditional media. Now you have this digital world that's opened up so many opportunities and it's sliced that pie into so many little pieces now. It's hard to decide which one is right. And we were having a discussion about um, what is it, you know, and Dan and I here, we have fiber optic internet so we live on the internet pretty much uh spend a lot of time on youtube we watch uh a lot of our shows we'll watch on like prairie sportsman we'll watch on the on the pioneer pbs website or the pbs app or something like that we don't and i can get it over the air through an antenna here at the house but most of the time we don't turn on the tv for that anymore unless it's like a, a wild game or some sort of live sports event uh, the occasional show here and there, but otherwise a lot of TV is done on Netflix or something like that. And I'm just curious, I wanted to get your thoughts on how, what your personal experiences are and what you're hearing out there as far as how people are, are watching, say, outdoor television, for instance. So, Joe, maybe we'll start with you. What do you think? Sure. You know, and the way, the way I consume media might be a little bit different than the way I market it to people. You know, uh, um, so personally, I've cut the cord. So I, uh, I use, you know, Hulu and I, I have Netflix and, and I also do some, uh, some stuff where I, I connect my phone to the television and then I can watch YouTube mm. and, and different things like that. So I do a little bit of everything. You know, when I, uh, when I market, I, I try to take into account, you know, the different demographics, the different age groups and, uh, and, and appeal to them. So we do, you know, for marketing and, and, and advertising and things, we do everything from, you know, YouTube advertising to television advertising, print, of course, many forms of digital, including connected TV. And, you know, what, what people, what, what connected TV is for people that don't know would be like the Hulus and the mm. Sling and YouTube TVs and things like that where you have cut the cord. And what's interesting to me is that, you know, I can be watching the exact same show at the exact same time as my neighbor, yet I'm getting delivered a different commercial based on my age, my household income, my, my habits, my interests, and, and what, what my tendencies are. And that whole thing makes this whole landscape very interesting. 
it's it's kind of scary that they can find that out nowadays. Everything everybody knows everything about you anyway, but it's uh it's nice in a sense particularly from a marketer's aspect that you can reach out and and target your audience, target your demographic a, a little bit easier than the old days. And I'm not saying that broadcast television is is gone the way of the dinosaur by any means. I think there's still a lot of, a lot to respect about it and obviously a lot of viewership. I'm just curious how much it's, how much it's changing. Uh, Eric, do you guys still have TV uh, in your household? Yes, we do. We have, I'm a, I'm a big sports center guy. Sports center is, is, is I, I can, and to your point, I consume a lot of live sports and I'm maybe old school, but I have cable television. And, uh, but, but, you know, my wife consumes a lot of Hulu, a lot of Netflix, my kids, I'm not sure they know what live broadcast TV is. (laughs) Right. Um, and, and, you know, to Joe's point, um, distribution methods to reach different people, um, you know, I, I, you know, we're, we're, we don't use TikTok per se, but 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 vertical video, fifteen second videos, thirteen second videos, eight second videos, um, that we we use we're using more and more of that. It, yeah. It's hard to teach somebody something in seven seconds or eight seconds or nine seconds, right? It's hard to get really deep into how to do something. Um, but but it you know for top of mind awareness and just and just trying to reach the masses. You know, a, a, a seven second video is certainly very efficient at the very least. Right. Mm-hmm. Like like it's 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 quick. It's easy. It's it's it. And, and a lot of the content that we put, I, I like to call it disposable content. So you've got disposable content and then you've got content that has a shelf life. Like one, one of the one of the most popular videos I've ever made personally on my personal brand is how to clean a buddy heater, right? Like it's, it's, it's not, and I'm not a, I'm not a handy guy. I just figured out how to clean your buddy heater with a Q-tip and the video has been viewed, you know, hundreds of thousands of times. And so you, in other words, so you've got disposable content and then you've got evergreen content, right? And so depending on which type of content you're trying to produce, that would, that would determine the distribution method. If that makes any sense. It does. If you're, it, yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this question, because I like to think of those seven second videos or the shorter videos, uh, particularly if you have more long form programming like like we do with the podcast here and then also with with Prairie Sportsman Television and Prairie Sportsman airs 600 times on on PBS stations all all over the country now. And I, I, I still think there is quite a bit of value in that, of course, and legitimacy and respect respect with that. But I'm curious now if you're going to watch. An outdoor say let's just say outdoor television. If you're going to watch an outdoor TV show, where's the first place you're going to go? Are you going to say, I'm going to I'm going to get up Saturday morning at 8 a.m. to watch this show, or are you going to go to YouTube and see if it's on there right now? You know that's that's and and if you're watching this right now on YouTube, comment below. <laughs> Obviously, you're probably using YouTube right now, but I want to hear from our listeners and our viewers. How are you watching outdoor content right now? Are you doing it online? Are you watching it on TV? Do you still have cable? Comment below and let us know. But you know, Eric, where are you going to go first? I'm going to go to YouTube. I you know that's 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 my my default. Um, the, you know, and the, again back to the you know. <laughs> 
YouTube is like is 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 like Google, right? Like I learned how to change a, a belt in my lawnmower, right? <laughs> yeah, right? Like I needed to change a belt in my lawnmower. So again, try you know, the, the, yeah, yeah. It's been an interesting shift in the dynamics. I I'm I'm a firm believer in great storytelling. I love telling stories, right? Like, and people enjoy stories, but but there also has to be that educational aspect. And and to answer your question, YouTube is probably the first place I'm going to go and find it. Yeah, and I, and I don't, you know, want to give YouTube more money necessarily. Obviously, they're very big. And there's other options out there. There's uh, Carbon TV or My Outdoor TV. There's some paid subscriptions, some outdoor viewing streaming services. Do, do any of you guys use those or have you heard uh, about people using those? Or, or do, you, do you think... I mean, do you think those are, are, are going to be more popular down the road? Or do you think this people are just going to flock to YouTube because of how big it is and how easy it is? Well, I, I'll say this. You know, there, there's one that I use that's kind of unique. It's, I didn't realize this when I bought the TV, but I have a Samsung TV. They have their, whole, they have their own network. Like, there's all these free channels. So I got three outdoor channels on my Samsung TV. So I'll find myself when I want to chill, you know, and I work a lot. So, you know, sometimes I like to get away from my computer a little bit, but you know, I'll, I'll, uh, when I want to just chill out and relax, I might just uh, turn on, turn on the Samsung uh, list of channels. There's three outdoor channels hmm. and there's a lot of really good programming on that. And a lot of shows that I don't even really know of. Um, so that's one thing. And I think the other thing is, um, you know, with, with uh, the connected TV, Bally Sports North that carries a lot of the Saturday and Sunday morning outdoor shows and certainly the Twins in the Wild and stuff like that, they're not with Connected TV anymore. Hmm. You, you, if you're with Sling or, or Hulu or YouTube TV, you don't have Bally Sports North anymore. So that's kind of cut that out for me, and it's kind of forced me into some other directions. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that honestly, it's those like wild games. That's what keeps me trying to be connected to some sort of, uh, service subscription service like that. So when you say you get three outdoor channels, are they, are you talking about like the main outdoor channels or that they have their like sportsmen, whatever, or do they have their own outdoor channels that they uh, just, one of them is way, one of them is waypoint. Um, another, there's two others, but yeah. Do you know what they are, Eric? Uh, I don't know what they are, but I'm familiar with waypoint TV, mm -hmm. Amer you know, American heroes outdoors. That's a brand that, that both Joe and I have been associated with. And, and we've, we've made a, we haven't left Bally sports North or, 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 or anything like that, but, but we, you know, we've added streaming services for, for American heroes, outdoors TV. So waypoint TV is one of those places where we've, we've tried to, um, we, we, we've tried to make a footprint. And the other thing that that does is, is regionality is kind you know, you can kind of go beyond your borders, right? Like you can, be so American Heroes Outdoors is trying to make Florida related content because there might be somebody in Florida watching, you know, as opposed to a, a, a regional cable network. But uh, Waypoint is the one I'm familiar with, Joe. Yeah, and there's two there's two others on there too, and I, I forget the name of the. But the bottom line is they got good programming, and you know a lot of deer hunting shows, uh, you know, pig hunting, different things from other regions, which is kind of interesting to watch once in a while. But then again, you still get your your your, your Linders, your Larry Smiths, your uh, In Fishermen's, your you know things like that too. So it's it's uh, it's good, and you know the hey the fact is since I don't get ballys, I got those on 
all three networks are airing outdoor shows 24 hours a day. Yeah. And that's nice. And I will, I will say there are certain situations where it's nice just to turn on a channel. You know, you got people over or it's a hunting weekend or you're at the cabin. A lot of times we'll just, we'll turn on one of those outdoor channels and just let it roll as we're wandering around the cabin or, or doing stuff or packing bags or getting ready to getting ready to go out and, and hunt or fish or whatever the case may be. And it's nice. You don't have the, the YouTube interruptions, right? Or the, the random ads that start talking about reducing belly fat for six minutes. You're like, you're in the other room going, shut up. Just, <laughs> I want to, I want to hear about some fishing. What the heck? I got to go hit skip ad or whatever. So it is kind of nice to be able to turn on a, a TV channel and just have your outdoor content. That's going to roll all the time. It's just out of curiosity. How come you're so sensitive? To those kind of commercials. That's <laughs> <laughs> a sore spot for me. Sitting a little close to home. If you know what me I mean? Too. And, me and too. I always, I always bring that up too, because yeah, and, and I don't, I've never searched on YouTube for like workouts or diets or any of that stuff. And I get these ads all the the time and I, I make that joke all the time like why do they keep telling me to reduce belly fat and everyone's like uh i don't get those ads so <laughs> i think there's something going on there so i i don't know it, it ridiculous half the time they have nothing to do with the content that i'm watching i guess is the point i make once in a while it, it makes sense and i you know if it's an ad that that re that I can relate to or something that interests me, I will sit and watch. And it is kind of nice to sit and watch the whole thing or ah, I, I can skip that early. It is kind of a nice feature. But when you're not sitting down actively in front of your television and one of those ads comes on, that's going to roll for eight minutes or whatever. And you're off doing something. Gosh, that's for us. It's frustrating. But. Well, it's an interesting world we're living in right now. So uh, comment below. Let us know how you watch outdoor television. If you watch it on broadcast, if you're strictly YouTube, or if you've got one of these other apps or one of these other channels, we're curious to know because it is, a, it is an ever-changing world and a wide world out there. And uh, guys, I appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk to us about this today. Thank so, you. Joe, Eric, thank you very Our much. Pleasure. Thank you. Sporting Journal Radio is a division of Macaba LLC. If you've got a question, comment, or story idea for us, send us an email. Go to sportingjournalradio.com. While you're there, you can learn how to advertise on the show and visit our store for hats, hoodies, coffee mugs, and more. Go to sportingjournalradio.com.